thoughts on my card again at the crib telling your girl that we should order in welcome in bienvenue welcome to write the radio as always i'm your boy bobby dubs doing a little different today Sitting across from me is the man, Rob Manoff. What up? <laughs> we are sans Matt Marite today, but we do have our recurring guest, probably our, our, our number one guest. Let's keep it real. Ashley Woods. Ashley, hello. Hi. Hello. How are y'all? <laughs> uh, I'm fine. As, a, as the Eagles writer, I've had quite a week, but uh, <laughs> to be expected. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's been an interesting time. <laughs> Very interesting. Would you care to lend us your thoughts on Tank Gate? Is what I'm calling it now. Oh, we're we giving it a name. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we gotta give it a name. <laughs> oh, so I mean, I will be honest. I didn't watch all of the game on Sunday. Um, I was other things, getting ready for other. Things like school and stuff that's coming back up. So I had it on in the background, but I wasn't really paying attention until like Jalen got benched, and I heard Chris Collinsworth call out Doug for that uh, on TV, and I was like, "Y'all didn't hear the reports that Nate Suffield was going to get significant playing time?" <laughs> and then that's where I really started getting rested in the game because then after that it was just turnover after turnover. I mean, it oh, yeah. was just it was just a mess. Like the team was just out of sync, out of whack, and it was just like, at full blown, I was like, oh yeah, they're tanking on national television. I'm like, well, I can't wait to see what Twitter has to say about this. <laughs> and lo and behold, everything blew oh, up. And complete I'm shit storm. <laughs> I'm sitting here looking like, this isn't the first time a team has decided to tank on television. The only reason why this is a big deal is because it's the Philadelphia Eagles and the NFL decided to put a tank game on Sunday night football. (laughs) Yeah, that's on them. I don't understand how they could possibly be angry or they have no leg to stand on as far as some type of punishment or anything. You got the injured list. You saw who wasn't going to play and you still allowed this game to be flexed in the prime time. You bought that. (laughs) I'm going to stay out of this like mostly, but like Jalen had a, a shot to take the lead. Like, people are acting like they were going to win if they kept him in. Like, they weren't actually setting the world on fire with him in. You know what I mean? Like Exactly. He was 7 for 20. <laughs> he, they went for it on fourth down in the end zone. And then, I guess, like, the guy – you see the video? Yeah. The guy, the linebacker, was running at him. He missed the throw. Like, it's not, they actually tried to take the lead. In my mind. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, saying them not just kicking a field goal, they would have made it a tie game. <laughs> Right. I think they did try to take to go after the game and you know, they didn't expect the uh Washington Redskins to not be able to run rock shot over an offense that had third and fourth fingers in. Um so they they I fully believe that when Nate Sudfield went into the game, they I fully believe that Doug Peterson and the Philadelphia Eagles expected the Redskins to be up twenty to seven or twenty nothing. So I guess when they saw, like, oh, the game's a little bit closer, maybe we should try a little bit more. And then they sort of backed off. I think people were having an issue with that because they're just like, you either tank all the way or you actually try to win the game. And I'm sitting here looking like, you expect the Eagles to tank, right? <laughs> 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 so I think 
haven't done anything right all season. You expect them to tank, right? Like, you know they're going to get your hopes just up just a little bit before they pull they were, it right back. If, if they were tanking, if they tanked right, they wouldn't have beaten the Saints. They should have told. If they really wanted to tank, they should have started months ago. Like exactly. one, one. The last game of the season is not a tank. Like, yeah. Um, especially when you yeah. go through the stuff like the process. Like, the la- it's three spots. Oh. Like, <laughs> you didn't tank the season because you didn't play the second half of the last game of the thing. Like, you tank the season because you suck. <laughs> the last exactly. quarter of the last game didn't fucking mean shit. Sorry. <laughs> No, no, you're you're right. And I mean, and honestly, if anyone watch, I'm sorry. No, like, if anyone has been watching like Eagles games for the past last month and a half, we haven't been doing well in the second half um, at all. Uh, we've been scoring points more in the first half, and then the second half comes around, the offense becomes stale. So it's not really surprising that in the second half of the last game, then uh, we suck because. It goes with the trend of how our offense becomes stale. <laughs> I mean, it, it wasn't. It shouldn't be a surprise to anyone, honestly. <laughs> it's just fake outrage. Exactly. If that game is at one o'clock, nobody gives a damn. Nobody gives a flying fuck at all because it's at one o'clock. Nobody probably saw it or cared to watch. Like Ashley said, "Oh, look, they're not starting anybody. This game is gonna suck. Nobody's watching it." You put a game on in prime time, eight o'clock on Sunday night. You're gonna have the nation looking because there's probably nothing else on. And it's not like Eagles fans and the organization didn't try to warn the the league and sports Twitter about or sports social media about what was going to go down exactly on Sunday. Like, we begged the NFL to be like, put us back at 4 o'clock, 1 o'clock or something. Like, y'all don't want to see us. Like, I mean. I never, like, I never, like, Giants fans right now. Like, Giants fans are right now, are they're thirsty as fuck just to get beat by Tom Brady next week. Like, you want your 6-10 and team to go. The integrity of the game, man. I don't think yeah. really the integrity of the game. Like you're gonna get spanked next. You're gonna get spanked in the playoffs. Who the hell cares, dude? Take your 11th pick and go home. I think we did. We honestly did them a favor. I mean, like, <laughs> it was like, like in- yeah, like if the Eagles had a chance to make the playoffs last week, I'd have been like, no, because I don't want to watch them get embarrassed in the playoffs. Like the Giants were going to get embarrassed. They're, they they would have played Tampa, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Whoever won that game was. You know, we're going to play Tampa. But my whole thing is, with this isn't even the Eagles' fault. This isn't the Eagles' fault. This isn't the Giants' fault for not winning enough games. That whole tanking episode and issue is Riverboat Ron Rivera's fault. It's Alex Smith's fault. If they played better and were up by more, you wouldn't even have to put Nate Sudfeld in the game. Washington was terrible for the first three quarters of that game. The game had no business being that close, like Ashley said, with the players the Eagles played with. I blame this on the on the Washington football team. If you played better, if you were up by more, we wouldn't even be having this discussion. He wouldn't have had to go to his ace in the hole, Nate Sudfeld, to make sure he closed the deal and this was a loss. Like, like the Eagles basically tried to hand that win to him. And the exactly. Rest like, no, I'm not sure if we want this. I'm like, no, you want this win. Like, <laughs> you know, like, the, the best part is, like, didn't the Giants lose earlier that day? Or did they, they win? They won. They won. That, that was the reason why they That was the reason they meant something. Got it. But they lost 
out of their four last games. But ah, yeah, they lost 10, 10 games total. Like exactly, they were five and seven with three games that were winnable. Where you win one of them, they win the division, and they lost three of four. Like you win two, you win the division. They lost three of four and three in a row. So they did that to themselves. My, my thing is, is that I can't feel bad for you being six and ten in a division where the requirement to win the division was seven games. Like, yeah, like all you had to do was win seven being, games. Being they the best team in the NFC East is like being the tallest person on Wizard of Oz. Like, who the hell cares? Like, it's like what, being the smartest kid right in the slow class. Yeah. <laughs> oh, congrats! You're the the worst best team ever. Like, how about this? Tell your quarterback not to fall down when he plays us, and you win that game. And <laughs> again, we're not having this discussion. I mean, tell Evan Ingram to catch a game winning pass. Exactly. <laughs> Danny Dimes, John- don't trip. <laughs> 75-yard run. <laughs> there are so many things that happened to the Giants this season where they could have prevented and sealed up the division the for themselves, but they didn't. But when we lose to protect our future and to protect our own, it's some sort of integrity issue. And my thing is, is that the NFL has never been an organization about anything. Integrity. So Never. I'm sitting here looking like, why are we having an argument? The Broncos about played a game without a quarterback. They, they, they didn't cancel a game when the Broncos didn't have a quarterback. And you're going to tell me about competition this year? I mean, you're not you, not like, you. I'm not saying you. <laughs> I mean, people no, in general. I mean, you're going to sit here and say, like, this the NFL is about integrity when you know the Steelers got screwed left and right and right and left. Exactly. How many games did they postpone at the Steelers that they had to play three, <laughs> four, five days later? I was in the house watching <laughs> Tuesday and Wednesday and Friday night football. <laughs> there was one. There was one game on like Tuesday at three exactly. in the afternoon. I'm like. I came home. My roommate is a Steelers fan. I came home from work. And I'm like, you ready for some Wednesday afternoon football? Yeah. She's sitting here like, I hate it here. <laughs> like, you didn't tell me about this organization has never been about integrity. So please miss me with that argument. There is nothing wrong with protecting your own for the future. I mean, at the end of the day, the Eagles had nothing to gain from winning that game other than staying in the top 10. I mean, what was their game? I mean, you put your starters out there in week 17, someone blows a knee, someone busts their uh, Achilles or breaks their ankle, they're probably gone for the rest of the next season. So what do the Eagles have to gain from winning that game other than, oh, yeah, we beat a division rival and set the other one into the playoffs? I mean. I've seen I've seen hot takes already, like takes they are like, oh, yeah, Doug Peterson just created a losing culture. Like. Like the dude didn't win in Super Bowl three years ago. Oh yeah, <laughs> one quarter of one game is the losing culture, right? Not the four eleven and one. <laughs> Not that. Just that one quarter that created the whole losing culture, exactly. right? Come on, people. Scratch the fact he's made the playoffs the last three seasons. It's like he oh, won no. a Super Bowl like three years ago. Like he might, he might, he might have got like had some help or whatever. We don't need to get into that, but like. They're not like one quarter. They're not. It's not a losing culture. Exactly. And then you got this stupid EMS kid. Don't get me started oh, on him. Oh, 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 <laughs> Alex Wilson. I believe I've been blocked by that man. On yeah. 
I'm sitting here looking at his tweets. I'm sitting here like, first of all, I mean, if you're going on Google and you're Googling is it, if murder is okay, if it's Doug Peterson, you do not deserve to be writing for any publication at all whatsoever. Yeah. I don't care if you're a rival or you're non-rival. You don't be doing that nonsense, especially yep. since last year you were going about tank for Chase Young exactly. two years ago. So with suck for Saquon. I'm sitting here looking like, bro, it's not that deep. You're a grown man uh, getting mad over a game. And you there also so you also don't tell a fan base that you they don't want that smoke when you're 110 pounds soaking wet in sweatpants. Exactly. Like, oh, that tweet I saw. That ain't gonna work. Who <laughs> want all the smoke? And then it's not just him. It's people who are legit professionals. People at the highest ranks. You got Greeny on Get Up. On, on like the biggest platform ever, bitching about how oh the Eagles did this and the Eagles did that and it's disrespectful. And literally for 14 straight weeks, he was literally begging the Jets not to win a game so they could get Trevor Lawrence. So bite me, Mike Greenberg. You're a hypocrite. Some positivity. Teams Sixers that are, are best trying team in the to league. win, trying to win and actually doing so. Those 76ers. Of our boy Rob Manoff, our NBA slash Sixers lead. How do you feel about the Sixers? I mean, I know you're ecstatic seeing how well they're playing, the way they're moving the ball. Uh, well, it's Tobias. A, so, so it's a big, it's a big shift from last year, right? Like last year, I mean they they started five and zero last year. So, but it, it just feels different. It feels like guys are actually out playing for each other. It feels like they they want to be. Um, you know, it feels like they're buying in, and their defense is legit. Um, there's really not much around it. So um, I'm pretty excited. Uh, the next couple stretch, I think we'll come back home a little bit. Um, but I, I can see their offense getting better. So their offense actually isn't as good as we thought it was up until the other night. They were only at like 103 offensive rating. It's up to like 108 now or something. But uh you, you can see, and, and, and Rivers said this post-game, like they're just making simple, easy basketball players. So I don't even think his whole offense is in. So like he's they're only up to like a 25% pick-and-roll rate, and the rest is a lot of dribble handoffs and just motion basketball. If you play basketball, motion basketball, you've been doing that since middle yeah. school. You know, like when you watch it, when you watch that third, third uh, group come in, they're they're like a high school or basketball team coming in and watch them move, you know. Um, so I, I'm excited because I, I really do think the defense is what it is. Um, you might see their statistics statistically go down, but um, just because you're going to play the Nets, you're going to play the Hawks, you're going to play teams like that. But um, you're still going to be a top whatever defense as long as Joel stays healthy. Um, and the offense should only get better. So... Um, I'm actually really excited about it. Yeah. You know, quite a quiet, a little hard and talk, so that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And my whole thing is my whole thing is like we 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 are seeing it. We talked about it for a long time about how this team would look under some not to say new management, but like just just a new hand mm-hmm. molding this team. And you see immediate dividends being paid by the likes of Doc Rivers. Like there were games that this team would have lost last year that they won just this past week. Yeah. Because I mean, these were leads they would have blown and completely blown them and not recovered. He is making this team so much more mentally tough 
than they used to be in the Brett Brown era. That it's it's painfully obvious that yes, a change was needed, and a change maybe just one small thing that could make them a better team overall. Just a coaching change, just a new voice, just somebody who's not going to allow the Bens and Joels of the world to be blase fair, not care, be lackadaisical, and, and lay back. Doc is not going for that. He's yeah. not accepting it. He's not allowing it. And you can see it in their play that they're able to recover when they have little lags in the game. And Ben, ben even pointed that out post-game uh, Saturday. Saturday? Whatever, the first start of the game. He's like, that's a game we lose a couple years ago. Um, some of it, I, I think the, the Doc slash Brett thing is a little overblown. Brett has called timeouts when they've gone on runs before. Um, from what I know, Brett learned that whole let him work it out by Pop. Yeah. It's, a, it's a Greg Popovich thing. Um, but when it's a little different when you have Tim Duncan. Yeah. Um, Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker, and you have those guys. You, you can't really do that with young guys. 24, 25 year old. But there's there's an aspect too of you know just Ben and Joel just maturing. Like sure. no, and I'm, and I'm not taking anything away from uh, Doc. Um, I think he's done a great job. His assistants that he brought in, Dan Burke has probably been a, an underrated hire right now um, because they basically sacrificed some defense by losing Horford technically. And they're a better defensive team. Um, and if you watch, they're not – I don't know. I would have to break down the drop coverage. But you see a different level of intensity there. And I think part of that is because of Burke. Part of that is because of Doc. And part of that is because um, I think they got these guys to buy in that know, like, like this is it. Like, you don't have much more time. And that was actually in the ESPN article. <coughs> um where Brett, uh, Doc apparently pulled Joel and Bannon and said, like, this is your time. Like, you guys need to figure this out or, like, it's not going to work. Um, whether he meant, like, just this year or next year, I don't know. But he, he's got them really buying in, so that's really cool. And Joel's not even – I don't think Joel and Ben have played their best basketball this year either. No, no, they can still get better. They can still work on some things. Um, I think Ben can still develop – a little bit more of an offensive game. I'm not yeah. out here in Wonderland hoping he's, you know, stopping and popping, taking 15-foot jump shots, but, like, just a little bit more. Like, there's no problem where he can get 16, 18 a game to go with those nine dimes and, you know, and nine he'll, rebounds. He'll, he'll, uh, he, I mean, if we watched him, like, last year, now some people said it was because Joel was out, but, like, his January, when he took over in January – um I think he kind of like I'm not sure. This is this is just like a theory. Like he kind of feels out his new teammates in the beginning, so he's more likely to make a pass, um, or just kind of figure out where their spot is. So he, you know, he maybe he's learning the game or something like that, um, learning where they need to be. But he's aggressive as hell lately. Like the beginning of games, he's he's getting the ball and driving the first two or three times, um, missing layups. <laughs> <laughs> at times, but I mean, I think it'll come around. And and he's he's pointed out before he like he needs somebody to push him, and he's even said it after that. Like Doc will pull him aside and be like, "Oh, you're gonna go to the fucking rim or what?" <laughs> Which I don't think happened much um, with Brett. With Brett, no. So it was it's a good switch. Um, Seth Curry is 
doing things that I didn't think he could. I actually thought they made a mistake thinking Seth could take over that like secondary playmaker role. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I was wrong. I mean, we'll see. We'll see against better teams, but he he he's a lot more than just a shooter. That's yeah. for damn sure. So I mean, it's fun, man. Dwight Howard's a great. It's fun to watch. He's fun to watch. He's yeah. he's aggressive. He's got two offensive fouls to begin the game. Might as well just write yeah. that into the stat sheet. And just, <laughs> just call it a day. Hey, he, but he seems much more energized than he was like for a few years in his career. He got kind of stagnant. Yeah. Kind of like, does he care? Does he want to be here? But he's like so re-energized. He's like happy to be a part of this team and this culture and, and helping these young guys along and taking that type of leadership role, which you want to see from Dwight at this point in his career, especially coming off a championship, having a pedigree, knowing what it takes to win in this league. So, And then you got the young kids, man. The young kids are fun. Like, And you can see like I mean, maybe it was just me being, you know, too happy. But, like, when Joel was talking about Maxi when he made his first three or second three or whatever, like, you can kind of see, like, Joel was happy. Like, you know, and then he's happy for him. Like, that, he wants to see these guys improve. Uh, Tobias is the same way. Tobias, there was just something that came out, like, Tobias was has been working with Maxi just like mm-hmm. he did with Matisse. Um they got a good core, man. And Maxi can be a player and Shake's a player. You know, I think I think personally I would tinker at the deadline. If this is the same thing, you know, you bring one or two moves, small moves. Um, but I really think they have a chance to, to compete at some point. Um, I really do. I don't know how far they would get this year. Obviously, seven games is very small. But they're putting teams away that they're supposed to put away, and they're doing it early. Um and like Doc said after the other night game, the the one thing he he hasn't liked was they haven't closed quarters well, mm-hmm. which is obviously you know going back yeah, to the yeah, Brett yeah. Brown thing. They they closed it's that a second layover quarter. from the Brett Brown here. <laughs> they closed that second quarter. Um, they went on like a twenty seven to seven run, and that's absolutely insane. Yeah, um, to think about. So it's got a bright future. Oh yeah, yeah, and. Uh, you mentioned being like they playing like they're happy. Speaking of being happy, I know you were happy because you've been on this whole kick for a while now about Steph Curry. So I know you were happy when he dropped his sixty-two, and you probably pumping your chest like, "See, that's what I'm talking about." I'm actually, that's why he's better than Harden. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm actually uh, happier for Tobias than Steph. But uh, yeah, the Steph slander got out of control. Like. That that Warriors team is awful. That Warriors team is awful. Like, and you can put unless you're putting KD or LeBron or a bigger wing on the floor, like Steph. And I've said this before, and I discluded Steph. Maybe he will be included now. Like, you guards can't carry the team like like a wing can, like a LeBron can, a KD, or even a big can. Um, You can look back in history and. It's very rare that the best player on the championship team is some kind of smaller guard. It just doesn't happen. Like if um, even the Spurs, like you had Duncan. Um, so Tony Duncan's probably your best player on the Spurs, and then you had Kawhi, yeah. who's a wing. You know, so I mean, I think I think we uh, I did this with my friend. I think AI was the last real small kind of guard that was the best player on his team to get him to the championship. If you look around the league, like look at Portland. Dame, Dame Lillard is awesome. He's a phenomenal basketball player. He's 
he needs help. He needs a bigger yeah. wing or a big um, like him and CJ. Yeah. They can't even make noise in the playoffs. Yeah. I think that's why like people are obsessed with Luca too, because Luca's technically a guard, but he's a bigger guard. Yeah. You know. So, but yeah, I'm ha- I'm happy for Steph because like the guy can obviously play, and I I've always thought he was better than Harden. Obviously, <laughs> we know. I think <laughs> we're well, aware. He, he can just he makes play. He it's hard to say he makes players better, but yeah, Mister Four assists off to sixty two points. Yeah, but at some point, man, like I want a point guard <laughs> passing the ball to his teammates. Don't, at some guard. point, your teammate you can only do so much to make your teammates better. Like oh, yeah, Andrew Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins, and Kyle Oubre Jr. are awful. Like, and anybody out on the internet right now that suggests we trade for Andrew Wiggins one more time, I'm gonna I'm gonna like strangle you. It's one of the most obnoxious trade thoughts I've ever heard in my life. Have you seen those? Yeah. Danger Wigan trade thoughts? Oh, yeah. That's ridiculous. Um, It sucks. I'm actually very upset. I mean, some people were happy, I saw, but, like, not happy he, he's on quarantine. But the Sixers are actually going to Brooklyn to play without uh, KD playing. Um, And it, it's, it's kind of sad because I thought that would be a really good test. And I, I think the Sixers match up really well against the, the Nets, actually. And I think um, – you can put Ben to slow down KD. Um, Kyrie will eat. Tobias should be able to hang with uh, Levert. And then Joe Harris, I don't, I don't really worry about him much. But they can't guard and beat. Um, no. There's not a single person on that team that can guard and beat, especially when he's passing the ball the way he is. So um, I was really excited to see them play against KD. But as it's done – you know, for two seasons now, COVID ruins everything. You got anything on them? <laughs> no, yeah. It, the... Hey, Matt. Hi, yeah. Matt. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Matt. Uh, hello? Yeah, man. We hear you. Oh, Nate Sudfeld could play, but you won't let Jake Elliott kick the ball. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. I hear you. The logic doesn't so, really mean. I have a quick question. The single most asinine way I've ever yeah. seen anybody go about purposefully throwing a game. Why don't they? Wouldn't you? Would you think people would be mad if they just benched Hurts to begin with? You think it would be this much of an outrage if they just had Sudfeld no, started? Not at all. Sixers are good. <laughs> it was the fact that the game was close, and then it all kind of fell apart immediately once Sudfeld got in the game. Had they been getting blown out, nobody would give a damn. Had they anyway, started to go, <laughs> we've been fine. <laughs> we've been good. My life doesn't change. We just talk about this wacky week in uh, Philly sports with the good and the bad. It's like the yin and the yang. It's bad and it's awful as the Eagles experience has been. The Sixers have been Hello? lovely. They're I have right. two really important questions before we dive into serious stuff with you. Okay, first one. Do your shoes match your shirt right now? Uh. I guess. That's a yes. <laughs> I'm, a work, I'm in work clothes. <laughs> okay. Black shoes match everything. <laughs> Whatever. We'll allow it. We'll allow it. <laughs> also, can I have your seat from now on? I like it over here. Oh, you like it in that little corner? Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Uh, I guess we can switch it up. I mean, but the mojo really isn't working for you. 
Well, that's because you don't know how to use Skype. Exactly. Right? <laughs> he moved his seat and threw off the whole thing. Put a kibosh on the whole situation. All right. Well, I'll, I'll try somewhere else next time. You just sat in your seat. I bet you every phone call would have worked perfectly. Yeah, and I'm like right next to you. There's no reason to be right next to you. Like, I'm not even talking about a COVID situation. I'm just talking about real life. Like, at no point in time will I ever walk into a room with two people and sit legitimately right next to you. This is not something Rob's I would do. Rob's got to, like, share a brain, dude. We got to be simpatico. No, we you, don't wanna, be you, don't share, you don't want to share my brain. Trust me. My brain, my brain, my brain went out the window years ago. You don't want to share with me. <laughs> so what do you got? What do you got, Matt? Is there hockey stuff going on? Beer stuff? What should I cook for dinner tonight? Well, okay. Well, as far <laughs> as your dinner goes, I'm craving something pork, like a nice Parmesan crusted pork chop. I think that'd go over real well in the Madoff household. Um, Flyers training camp opened yesterday. Uh, all reports were that it was good. Uh, Nolan Patrick is skating. He's the guy that everybody's been asking questions about since he had to skip the entire season last year with a migraine disorder. Um, hopefully he plays better than he answers questions because he doesn't do that well. But, uh, yeah, all seems to be okay in Flyers land for now. Uh, beer news, I'm covered in it. <laughs> and I got to move some kegs today, so my hands are a little ripped up. So you really get covered in beer when you go to work, huh? Do you ever get pulled over yeah, when you get yeah, home? Yeah, we don't really have a, yeah. When we have to hand can, there's no real splash guard. So, you know, every time I push the lever up on the machine to, you know, close the can, uh, anything that's excess or sitting at the top comes out and hits me. So I smell like a whole amalgam of stuff. Do you ever get pulled over on the way home? Like I got pulled over one time and the cop was like, it smells like a brewery in here. And uh, I wasn't drinking actually. Like I was actually sober, but it literally smelled like a brewery in there because everyone smelled like me because they were hammered. Like, have you ever gotten pulled over and then they'd be like, hey, I actually work in a brewery. I just smell like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, but I have gotten really weird looks if I go like right into Starbucks afterwards, after work, or, you know, if I take a break during the day and I go to grab lunch, well, uh, yeah, people look at me and they start sniffing and like, yeah, because oh, you're not supposed to be hammered in the middle of the day. That's a shame. I did. I did actually get stopped by a cop on the way out of work once. Really? We were there. Uh, I was there. I was there really late closing up, and you know I shut off the lights. I guess right as he was pulling into the uh, like little strip mall shopping center where the brewery's at, and I went out the back door, and then all of a sudden, you know, I, I see this cop car who's like blocked me in, in between like his car and a dumpster, and he's like, uh, "What are you doing tonight?" I was like. Closing up? I don't, so, <laughs> like, oh, you saw me turn off the light, didn't you? That that must have looked bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad to end it well, though, for you. Yeah, luck. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm still here today, so it worked out. That's, That's good. <laughs> you want to say anything more about Doug Peterson? Uh, I think Doug Peterson... 
should be held responsible for, you know, Brandon Graham getting injured late in that game. Uh, I think he should be held responsible for Case Young's free shot at Nate Sudfeld uh, at the end of the game. I mean, Doug Peterson put players out there in a position to fail and a position to get hurt. And I think as a head coach, that is incorrigible. You absolutely cannot do that. I don't care if you're under direct orders to lose the game. You find a different way to do that. I would have called out of work. The way Peterson went about it was absolutely unnecessary, absolutely uncalled for, and probably the single most asinine way you could do it. But now that the Eagles season is over, I'm choosing to think happy thoughts, <laughs> like the Sixers. They are happy right now. Yes, they are. Manoff, where do you think, what is the ceiling for the Sixers seeing how? NBA Finals. NBA Finals and yeah. the Finals. I, I, I don't see why not, especially in the East, where like it seems that, especially the last few years, the Sands-LeBron years, that anything can happen in the East and anybody can come out. And even the team that looks the most dominant all season long for some reason can't get right and actually make the finals. Like the Bucks will probably end up with the one seed again and still not be a lock to make the finals. I'm worried about the Bucks anymore. Um, no, I, I think I think if I think it, the, I think the Bucks kind of screwed up their roster. I don't think yeah. the Bucks are as dangerous as they were last year. No. Well, the, the Bogdanovich thing yeah, really, really messed that. them up. The the, the Boban thing kind of screwed up everything. Yeah. Um, but they they not only messed up their roster, they they gave away all their draft picks for uh what's his face? Drew Holiday. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean if if, if the Sixers if their offense starts to improve to what I think it does, um and Shake gets better. I do think that, um, and I think Shake will continue to get better. Um, I do think they can probably win in the playoffs. Uh, but I also think they they make a move at the deadline. I'm not. I'm not sure. I know everybody's happy that Danny Green um, is playing well. He's a veteran. He just won. You know, two, he's coming off two championships. I kind of see Danny Green moving at the deadline. Only because his salary, the way like he makes fifteen mil this year, so for salary matches they can they can take in a nineteen mil off his fifteen mil. So like uh, Zach Levine, yeah, for instance, I was um, th- those two salary matchings they they work. Um, after this season, he comes off the books, and you're still over the cap, so. You're under the apron, but you're over the cap. So you're not using that fifteen million to sign anybody. And you're also you also lose the ability to send that fifteen million out. So the last chance they're actually gonna have to benefit off of Danny Green to make the team better, unless Danny Green is actually playing lights out where the team's so good they don't need to trade him, it's gonna be at the deadline. Um because if they don't trade him at the deadline then you go to trade for Levine in the offseason, per se, and now you don't have that salary matching that you needed. And he's their only real, like, middle-tier salary. Either everybody's making a shitload of money or everybody's making next to nothing. Go ahead. I feel like we just have to keep saying Zach Levine and manifest this thing into happening. It makes so much sense to me, man. It really does. It into existence. <laughs> it won't. It probably won't happen. Um, but it just makes too much sense to me. Um, 
Just because the Bulls are going to be awful. Exactly. There's absolutely nothing happening in Chicago for him. And I don't don't know how many teams are willing to give up. Like, the Sixers are in a a position to overpay for Levine. So, like, three first-round picks is an overpay for Zach Levine. I don't care what anybody says. Well, they're late first-round picks. Like, no, 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 no. You you don't know in 2025. You don't know in 2027 that this team is actually going to be good. Three unprotected first is an overpay for Levine. Not many teams can do that. Um the Bucks tried to do it with Drew Holiday, but it was he's too old for that. Um, but I don't know, like if you're a contender, you know, are you willing to overpay for a guy like Levine? Because most contenders already have that creator that can score on the wing like he can. So it, it makes too much sense knowing that the Sixers were rumored to already inquire about him. You know, it's just I don't see like Maury going. Oh no. Forget about him now. Like he's going to re reattack it when the Bulls are, you know, yeah. out of the playoff race at the <laughs> deadline. You know, exactly. And that team's a mess. Like, and and the thing with Levine too. Like people, like uh, I got a lot of things to say. Like, oh, Danny Green and, and Matisse because maybe they throw Matisse too, give him a little young guy or something. <clears throat> but oh, that's not enough for Levine. Like, I don't think Le- Zach Levine's made ever made the playoffs. Exactly. Like he's not he's not uh, James Harden he's not one of these guys that are carrying the team he's a complimentary piece that's going to be alongside of Ben and Joel and Tobias hopefully he can just score so it just it just makes too much sense to me um, I really wanted Lowry I don't think that works um, just the money wise it, it doesn't make sense they would have to send out four players to match salaries. Um, but I, point, I do think Lowry just, I have bad blood against against Kyle Lowry. Like, <laughs> I don't, bad blood. It's only because he, he hasn't. Like he's, he's not the, on your team. If you, I know, he's like the one like Philly athlete or like a guy from Philly that I don't think anybody is like dying to bring home. It's you know what? It's weird. There's a there's a section of Sixers Twitter that it's starting to be a growing. Like want to bring home Kyle Lowry. Um, people are really catching on, especially with the Raptors being bad, and then Lowry coming out today and complaining that they don't have any swagger. Um, like there, there is that set. There's, huh? I was gonna say about the Raptors. What the hell up is with Siakam? He got like benched the other night, and now they're limiting his minutes. Hey, is he like regressed? Because it was like nah. he was supposed to be the next big thing, and it's He's not, on like trade block. It's not even seeming like that's going to pan out, which is it, crazy. This thing is like everybody jumped on Siakam because, like, he he played he played well during the regular season last year. I mean, obviously he won a championship, but, like, his job was so much easier because everybody was paying attention to Kawhi during yeah. that championship run. And I, he, in my opinion, and then there's some other people that I've talked to, like, not, like, real basketball people, just, like, smart people who I talk basketball with that I think are smart, um, they all think he's overpaid. And that – so – and the thing with Toronto, too, is Uzuri – I say his name right. I messed his name up. Messiah. Yeah, yeah Messiah he, uh, he is on the last year of his deal, I believe, or he's close to the last year of his deal. And he's smart enough. He should be smart enough to realize, like, this isn't it. Like, this guy isn't it. Um, and it was actually a shout-out Marty Teller. He was the first one to bring it up, saying Siakam, you know, picks and another player for Harden. 
Um, and that made so much sense. It, it really did. Because Mazai uh, can do his last all-in in Toronto, like he did with Kawhi. And then they'll also rid their books of Siakam, who's a good player, probably a little overpaid. Um, he's kind of like in that like Tobias Harris category when Tobias played for Brett. He 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 makes I think Siakam makes like thirty mil, so obviously Tobias paid more, but um, he's definitely overpaid. I don't know why they benched they they said they benched him for uh, disciplinary reasons last time. Kind of but it, it came it, because he he walked off the court when they played with the Sixers. Uh, when he fouled out against the Sixers, he walked off early. But um, it, it came after the coach's pregame availability. Like you, you waited that long, two and a half days to discipline the guy. Yeah, it couldn't have been that major. Or they have an offer for him. That could be a possibility. If they're still limiting his minutes. Yeah, they're trying to get the most they can out of him. They're trying to make sure he's not. You don't hurt him. Burnt out. You don't get him hurt. Eh. It's possible. But um. Yeah, Sixers are the best team in the East, so screw everybody else <laughs> right now. <laughs> what uh, what are you going to be working on? Where can we find you? How much beer are you actually covered in? <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, I would say enough to uh, enough to soak a shirt through. Uh, so, if you guys want to have that visual, please enjoy. Do you ever uh, do you ever uh, ring right. do you ever ring your shirt out into a glass and drink it? Uh. Yeah. <laughs> you never heard a no, shot? I, I used to do that shot. You ever hear that? It was no, called the Jersey Turnpike. I, 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 I graduated college. <laughs> <laughs> Those days are over for me. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But, like, it's good beer, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I suppose so. But it's, <laughs> yeah. I would probably be frowned, frowned upon if I could get <laughs> Be frowned upon in this establishment. So, you got anything yeah. coming up? Uh, I am currently working on a Flyers notebook of camp, uh, training camp notes. Uh, I've got uh, some Eagles stuff in the works. Uh, I'm going to be doing a feature on Philly boxers to look out for in 2021. Uh, And, yeah. That's about it. Keep up with me for breaking Villanova COVID news, uh, apparently. <laughs> uh, I feel like I've been writing about that a lot lately. <laughs> um, yeah, well, we'll see what happens. I, I think we're poised for a big one here. Sounds good. Yeah. So, always, you can find me uh, on Twitter at youngspud1385, on Instagram, Robo the Writer, and as Matt has always reminded me, go get the book on Amazon. Hope over hurt. And that's about it. Uh, as far as Eagle stuff goes, I'm going to always keep up with the team, even through the offseason. I'll probably have some type of offseason report on a weekly basis, uh, keeping up with the team and then my own uh, pieces just on the latest breaking news on the team. So if you want your Eagles news, even during the spring, I'll have it for you. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at manoffrm. Um, man all five two on Instagram. It's wasted your time now. Um, <laughs> and if you really want to find me, Rob Manoff on Facebook, but that's a waste of your time too. Um, 
I will be doing the Sixers for the rest of the season. Tomorrow, um, there's a small chance I'm quote-unquote covering the game. Um, it'll be like I did on Saturday where I'm Zooming for the pregame press conferences and post games, And then I'll be tweet live tweeting the game from my couch. Thank you, COVID. Um, <laughs> but we, we, you know, as Sixers news goes on, you know, I'll, I'll continue to keep up with it. And obviously, you know, our Sixers team will continue to keep up with it.